Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat. Welcome back to Sports Talk, the show where the sports reporting class at the University of Central Missouri hits on some of the burning topics in the world of sports. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Moore. We've had a lot of fun addressing issues like the NIL, PEDs in sports, Native American mascots, and today we have another one. Stay with us. It's time for Sports Talk. Today on Sports Talk, our topic is, should parents be allowed in Little League? On the one hand, they are the parents. I mean, I made my kids. Shouldn't I get to come out and coach, umpire, yell, do whatever I want? On the other hand, we've seen countless stories of parents attacking officials, berating their children, and just losing control. Our four panelists will discuss it today. Speaking of, let's meet our panelists. You've heard from everyone on our panel at some point this semester, so today I want you to tell us your name and what food you would have, what would be your last meal if you had to pick? Corinne, we're going to start with you. Hey, guys. I'm Corinne Benedict. And if I had to pick one last food, it would be chicken tenders and fries. From where? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just nope. chicken tenders. One's not better than another. Uh, <laughs> that's, maybe, where you, that's where you should be saying moms. Uh, my mom doesn't. My mom's. <laughs> she doesn't make chicken tenders. Maybe she doesn't listen. I don't know. All right, Sam. <laughs> Uh, my name is Samuel Ward, and my last meal would probably be from Texas Roadhouse uh, combo appetizer with wings and tater skins and ranch. Oh, really good stuff! You got to eat it at the I restaurant. I feel you. Though. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. you can't reheat that stuff. Yeah, it's not no good. Yeah. Okay, Jason. My name is Jason Orr, and uh, I'd probably have to say my final meal: two big buckets. <sighs> With a mixture of all seafood boiled from crawfish to crab legs to shrimp and everything else in between. With a, another cold bucket of ice cold beer. All right. Roman, Perfect. you're, you're going to have a high bar because right now Jason's in the lead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. My name's Roman Fister, and I think my last meal would probably be seared Brazilian steak. And uh, shrimp caught specifically off the coast of Fiji. <laughs> How long did it take you to think of that one? How did I get this fancy memo, guys? <laughs> yeah, you you sound like a little one. five-year-old. Corn. I want chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we started with the kids' menu over there. <laughs> yeah, we started out with the kids' menu. Well, I, I'm still going to have to give Jason the win on that one, though. So, All right. It might, it might be the bucket of beer that put it over the top. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, Corinne and Roman are going to take the position today that, yes, parents should be a part of Little League sports, as long as they don't have a bucket of beer and some chicken tenders with them. Jason and Sam are saying no. Kick them out. They shouldn't be in there. So first up today, Jason and Sam, why should parents be removed from Little League? Uh, well, to start... Uh, first and foremost, it's a distraction, a bad distraction on the game. Uh, I played four sports growing up, and I saw it happen all the time. And it's kind of just weird for everybody when it happens, and it takes the kids out of the game. They're not really focusing as much. 
Um, I, so I think like if you can't like check your ego at the door and leave the you know personal stuff out of it and not get all riled up, then you probably shouldn't be there. And uh, there's an article from the Washington Post by Randy Mazzelli. Um, it says there's been a huge drop off in the number of available referees and officials and youth sports due to the obnoxious behavior of parents. And um, the par- I feel like the participants are investing like so much time and money into their child's sporting endeavors that they're kind of like losing sight of like what's actually important, you know, playing in youth sports. And it's like um, that kind of focus can make parents feel like overly invested in the outcome of the actual game instead of like, you know, like how it's benefiting their kid being involved like in youth sports in general. So I think that's a big part of it. So, so when you talk about it, it refers to parents getting all over the officials and yelling at umpires and things like that? Yeah, that kind of thing, yep. Okay. So in your mind, then, what should Little League sports be? I mean, should it be teaching kids the fundamentals of the game? Should it be teaching them to play the game and how, you know, you, you base running and base stealing and hitting the cutoff and um, we do keep score and all that? So how serious should Little League be? Well, I think it can still be competitive. You just don't need all the extra stuff from the parents. I mean, like I said, I was always playing sports as a kid, and, like, it was really awesome and fun, like, when you could just be competitive and play really well and there wasn't, like, someone freaking out on the sideline about whatever. So I think you can still have, like, both, you know, or competitiveness and not, like, have a parent freaking out all the time. Okay, so so should the parents be there until they freak out or just move them away from I honestly think they're like if you want it to stop I feel like a league or whatever should have a rule that says like if you can't behave we're just going to remove you from a game or whatever and then if you do it again like you just can't come back for the rest of the season basically but I think you have to set the standard to start and then so like they know what's up so they don't you know get out of hand and think like it's okay to do that should the parents be coaching Mm. Or should we be looking like, for example, we're at the University of Central Missouri. We have a lot of students who want to be coaches. Should we we be working, our local parks and rec, working with the university, and those students come out and coach the sports, and parents aren't coaching at all? They're not involved in there at all? I think it depends. I think you have to be mature enough to not, you know, be all crazy, especially in youth sports. Like, it depends on the person, but... Okay, Jason. I think I'm ready to jump in at the perfect timing right here because we were talking about, Joe, how you were just saying there, you know, if the parents should be, you know, have a say in it or if it should be these students coming in because of the competitive drive. And uh, I think what me and Sam are trying to say is that when we're talking about Little League, there's a certain age limit we're getting to. I think when people hear this topic in abroad, they think from when you're four to all the way till you graduate high school. When we're really getting down to brass tacks, the age groups of Little League we're talking about is from like six to seven, if you're lucky, all about to 12U, 13U ball. And so in those stages of your child development, you know, you're very young, you're still processing, you're still trying to understand how life works. I don't understand why you'd put so much pressure on your kid for this, but that's just how some parents are at the end of the day. But I've got an article right here. I've got a quote 
And uh, I'm going to show everybody around. This is from littleleague.org. This quote is from littleleague.org, and it says, Kids in baseball say they want to hit, catch, and run. Hit, catch, and run. Yet, what adults do as soon as they take over, eliminate the catch, and run by maximizing the use of the pitcher who strikes everyone out, they eliminate the basis for fun. The product of wanting to just win, become successful for most Little League teams. Now, I was about to say parents, but it's not just parents. I'll admit there is the fire and competitiveness in these kids, and that's what makes this game so good. But we're not talking about the kids. The kids are the ones who should be having the fun. The parents, over the last couple of years, have started to rise up and take those numbers over and start to make the game all about them through their fighting, through their arguing of which kid's the best in the sideline, from arguing to the coach about, hey, why is my kid not getting playing time when he is? And, I mean, we're going to be honest, that kid's probably better. But, and I agree with Sam. I think the point we tried to get a, we're trying to get across is that it starts with the parents and the league, and I think we need to get some new rules and boundaries set in. Right now, maybe it means that uh, parents, a lot of parents take a step away from coaching for a little while. And I'm not saying get rid of it all in general because this this is your child. I'm I'm never going to tell you that you purposely cannot see your child do a childhood memory especially like something like baseball or softball. I'm never I would never say that. But I think we need to have a new set of rules for parents. Um like Sam said that is a perfect one, you know. You get one game, first time you first offense, you just tossed out. Second time you're gone for the season. And then third time, I bet – I mean, it's probably get into a little bit of deeper disciplinary action. But I think that's the best outlook we're getting for uh, Little League right now, and uh, something needs to change. Okay. So you're you're saying that some, we need some rules here. We still – they need to be there, but there need to be levels of you can go this far, no farther, and if you do, you're out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, well, thanks, guys. You've heard the par- uh, why parents should not be allowed. When we come back, Corinne and Roman will tell us why parents belong in Little League. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to Sports Talk right here on UCM The Beat. 911, what is your emergency? My kid shot himself. All right, where's the wound, sir? 911, what's your emergency? Please help. My son shot his brother. 911, what is your emergency? 911, please state your emergency. Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. It wasn't locked. It wasn't locked. It wasn't locked. Learn how to make your home safer at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. All right, we're back. We've heard why parents should get the boot. Time now for why parents belong in Little League. Corinne and Roman, why should parents be a part of our Little League sports? Corinne, go ahead. I think that when it all comes down to it, we got to remember, like, 
these are their kids, like these are their parents. So this is a big development time for kids and even like the parents and they should be able to be there and see them grow like in learning these life skills that they could take on and off the field. Um, I also think that like growing up, I played competitive softball and if I had a big hit or good catch, I'd run in the dugout, celebrate, but I'd be looking in the stands for my parents to look for their like support and then knowing that after the game, I'd get a good like good job kid, like proud of you type of situation and that's like what would encourage me to want to keep playing even like after a bad game, you know, you want to like go to your parents about it. Um, and if parents weren't there to see the game, they wouldn't really understand what happened. So I think that they definitely need to be there. And when it comes to parents uh, coaching these kids, um, my parents never coached, but a lot of my friends' parents coached us. And they could set the boundaries of being a coach and being a parent. Like I never would witness um, them overlapping and crossing that and also gave us a chance to feel more comfortable because we knew that that was so-and-so's parent. And so, yeah, I just think that there's no reason for parents. I do agree, though, that if there was an issue that those certain things could be taken care of or they get a warning. But um, overall, parents should be there. They need to be there to start right from the get-go. So you're saying there's not an issue? I'm saying if I'm there sorry. is a certain issue, like with a certain parent, but most of the time, like, you're only going to have one parent or one dad out of the crowd that's throwing a fit. Yeah. Like, it's usually not going to be everyone's parents. So I don't think we should take that away from yeah. the parents that are just there to watch. And if it's everyone's parents, we need to be thinking about, okay, maybe there is an issue out here on the field that we need to address. And keep in mind that we, you know, when we talk about Little League, and maybe I should have rephrased the question, it always comes back to baseball. There's soccer. There's basketball. There's fo- football seeing a lot of violence of parents running onto the field and attacking officials because it's more, you know, baseball, you've got the fence around it. Um, so we're talking about all sports here. So, okay, Roma, what do you think? Well, I think, uh, like Karen said, it's very important for a child's development to have your parent there. And, you know, kids are going to learn more if they have a familiarity, if they have a familiar face teaching them rather than, than, you know, what may be a perfect stranger to them. If it's, you know, so-and-so's mom or dad or if it's their mom or dad, then they can they have that degree of familiarity and that will motivate them better. Uh, but I also think it's important to understand why parents are getting angry at Little League games. And we have to understand, I mean, that's their baby. You know, when you're a parent, your life becomes about that person. So when it's your baby out there and you feel that they're not getting taught the right way, if they're being wronged in some way, you're going to be emotional. So we have to understand where they're coming from and why they do what they do. Yes, it seems extreme, but imagine if that was your kid out there. Imagine if that was your kid and, you know, ref made a bad call and you feel that your your child was wronged. And w- wouldn't you go a little a little ballistic if you think that your kid was being wronged? And to be honest, I don't even think that they should really be escorted away from the facility uh, for yelling and things like that. You Somebody here, I think it was Sam, touched on that it's distracting to have parents yelling and carrying on. Well, what's more distracting? Is it more distracting to hear someone yelling and carrying on or to see your parent get escorted away from the venue. I, I think that that would, be, that would be more distracting because that would take you out of the game. Now they're not at the game to see you play, and that's just going to weigh on a young athlete's mind because they're still developing. I, you know, I, th- I, think that it's, uh, I think that parents are a very influential part. So what I think uh, if Little League is like, more parent run, you know, more parent referees, more parent coaches, 
they can understand where the parents in the stands are coming from when they get angry as opposed to somebody who's not a parent, never had a kid, never had to deal with any of that kind of responsibility. So I think that if you have parents that are very involved in Little League, they are able to understand where the angry parents are coming from better and able to isolate the problems better. I will say this. I never have been a Little League parent because only one of my three kids was in sports, and I was his coach the entire time. I was the assistant coach on his baseball team, and I was his head coach on his soccer team. Um, I'm the only parent ever to get kicked out of one of our soccer games because I got a red card in a soccer game because a player from the other team pounced on top of my son, and I went a little ballistic at that point because the referee didn't do anything about it. Um, so I, I, I have been very blessed because I've never had parents who got all over us as coaches. Um, I've never been a part of a game where my parents really lost their minds on the, on the officials during a game that I was coaching. Um, I also know that before games or, or before season ever started, I told parents, I'm not paid to do this. I'm volunteering my time. So if you've got a problem with the way I'm coaching, I welcome you to come out and help out. And that shut up a lot of that really quickly because either they said, okay, yeah, I want to be a part of that, or nope, go right ahead. <laughs> You're on your own. Um, Roman, to your point, though, about what's more distracting, having the parents yelling or seeing your parent removed from the game, I will tell you as a parent, that in and of itself would keep me from losing my mind during a game is recognizing the impact that, that could have on my child. If the threat's there that I'm going to be removed, that's going to keep me from losing it. Now, I know not everybody, not every parent's the way I do, but that's, that's a great point you make, but that, that is also something you think about as a parent. So had some great back and forth here. Thank you very much for all of this. We're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we're going to hit the panelists with a few questions from the rest of the class. Hope you're ready for it. You're listening to Sports Talk right here on UCM The Beat. Opiates has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything. I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor. If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning. Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council, and ONDCP. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, time now to hear from the rest of the class. This question is coming from Colin. What rules should be in place if parents were to stay in Little Leagues? Uh, like I said, I think every league can set a standard at the beginning just so everybody knows the deal. Like, hey, this is what's happening. If you don't follow it, then you're gone. And I think, I think, uh, like kind of you mentioned earlier, like parents will recognize like, okay, I need to be on my best behavior because I don't want to get thrown out in front of everybody and in front of my kid. So I think that's one thing they can implement. But but what's that bar? Like I was one game, I said I never had parents lose their minds. There was one game in baseball I was coaching and one of the other assistant coaches got mad and threw his glove into the fence. 
then I've had parents saying, oh, that's outside, that's outside. What's the level? Where's that bar? Uh, I think if you keep going at a ref, then they have the right to throw you out of a game. And then if, if like, the league or whoever gets involved and it's, like, repeated behavior, maybe not. I think a little bit of, like, as long as you're not going at anybody, I think it's kind of whatever. But, uh, I mean, I've seen parents get thrown out of basketball games because they just kept going at the ref for, like, calls and stuff like that. So I think... That's kind of one of the levels of it. Now, should it be on the ref on the field, or should there be an administrator at the site? Because you think about it, if you're umpiring a baseball game, your attention should be out here on the field. How do you know who said that behind you? How do you know, unless that is between innings or whatever, and you get into it back and forth, how do you know who made that derogatory comment or used that swear word or, or did whatever? I will say during the one of the basketball games, like the parent was making himself known. Like he was... Looking right, and the and the ref would look come back and like, you know, and then the guy was talking to him like while the ref would be, like kind of making comments or saying like what the foul was and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're like if you if you like the parent is being adamant about it and is like not really caring if they kind of get thrown out at that point, then that's. But yeah, it was kind of between fouls and that kind of thing. So okay. Got one here from Alicia. Do you think that not having parents at Little League games will affect their child's performance in a negative way? So if mom and dad aren't there, is that going to affect the child in a negative way? I I'm, I would definitely believe that it probably, that there would be a good percentage of numbers that say, yes, that would affect a child's game. But, you know, that's what me and Sam were trying to say here this whole time. Like, we're not trying to say that every single... 100% of Little League parents should not be allowed to go into their kids' game. We do not want you guys thinking that. We think these kids should be dropped off at the front by their parents, and then the parents take away, leave them in their cars. That should not happen. What we're just saying is that there need to be rules and restrictions for the kids because the kids need to learn as and develop themselves, and the parents do as well. And I do think that there would be a big difference in performance if parents were just not allowed in general. But I don't – I that's not what we're trying to get across here. That's not the point we're trying to make. Okay. It was a great question, though. If an overexcited parent gets thrown out of a game, the young athlete who's the child of that parent is going to suffer because if they get barred for the season – like you guys have proposed if somebody goes a little too outlandish, if they get barred for the season – they're not going to be motivated because, oh, my mom's not here. My dad's not here. They're not going to be motivated enough to become a better athlete. So barring them for an entire season or barring them from coming to games because they'd be outlandish is going to have adverse negative effects on the young athlete's performance. I disagree a little bit because, I mean, if the parent keeps doing that, I think it's too, too, too much of a distraction. Like I said, like, I don't think it would be helping the kid either. Um, like when I was playing as a kid, like it was nice to hear like everyone cheer and maybe you'd pick out your parents' voice or something like that. But it's like, I I felt like the, everyone was kind of locked in on like the task and like you wanted to win and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know, like I think most kids are just there to play. And so, I, I mean, maybe I'm a little different, but I don't think, cause I don't think parents seem to be at every single game, but like I said, maybe I'm a little different. So it's kind of. 
I remember at my games, if my parents were there, I already knew going into the game, like, my parents aren't here. And it's kind of like one of those things that you want to play, like, not for them, but for them to see, like, you doing good here and you're out there, like, making friends and doing this and that. And they're not there going into the game. You already know, like, well, like, what am I doing? Like, they're not going to be here to celebrate. And that car ride home is kind of sad when you're, like, riding home with your friend's parents. And so I think that it does, going back to the original question, like, it does play an impact on their game. And if they were missing every game because they were initially kicked out, like, that would also kind of leave with me, like, mentally messed up because my mom and dad were literally kicked out of all my games in that kind of way. So I was – the game that I got kicked out, my son that was playing didn't even know I was going. <laughs> My other two, and I was the coach. My other two kids came crying to my truck saying, that referee's a big poopy head. They were so upset. And after the game, I apologized to Grant. And I said, Grant, I'm sorry, Daddy got kicked out. He goes, you did? What happened? <laughs> so that they don't necessarily know. I mean, my kids have always said, I don't even hear the cheering once they get out there. But if they know mom and dad can't come back to the game because they got kicked out, yeah, I could see that being a big distraction. This is from JT, and I've got a point to make on this one. Should we make a box or certain area for the parents to stand or sit? I did not get a chance to go back and do the research on this, but Alex Kent, who does color commentary for Mules Baseball here, um, he works in our admissions office. He's a former all-conference pitcher for the Mules. He was telling me the other day, I told him we're having this topic. He goes, oh, that's a good one. He said that the Ripken brothers, Cal Ripken uh, Jr., they, he said, I think it's them, they built a baseball park. And it's like four fields that all the outfields are adjacent, so the, the infield is opposite one another. The parents sit in the outfield. They're not even up there by the infield where they can yell and get all over the umpires because they can't see if it was a ball or a strike or whatever, which is, tends to be where people are complaining anyway. Should there be an area away from where the officials are for the parents? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason some parents do it is because they know they can be heard from that close. So it's like if you put them in the outfield, maybe they're not as like inclined to yell. They might even take a step back for a second and be like, okay, what am I doing? So, yeah, I think. Maybe even, yeah, just putting them in a spot where they might not be, like, center of attention all of a sudden might help. I think it depends on the market, honestly. I'm going to try and get a little business standpoint in it, but uh, I think that every market around the country would be different. Like, I bet that it would work in some places, and then some other states, I bet you could get the biggest freaking riot of all time. (laughs) And it'd be incredible, probably, for the parents' rise, I'd call it. But I, I see the goods and bads out of that because the goods are, you know, you got all the parents up there, you know, and they're shutting up, all that. But I think there are some areas around here, and there's going to be definitely some parents who are going to be like, yeah, you're not going to tell me this is where I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be up there. And so, okay. Corinne, Roman? You know, it, it, that does kind of seem like a good compromise. Uh, I think, it, does, like Sam said, it does kind of take away the appeal to be loud and obnoxious. Um, I, You know, I also think, like, if they're loud and obnoxious there, they're not distracting from the game because, if like, at a baseball field, it's they're on the clear other side, so they're not going to hear them anyway. Uh, the downside I see to that is that the parents are so far away that maybe the children don't notice if their parents are there and they don't notice it. So maybe that kind of holds them back a little bit from 
those motivation and developmental skills, but uh, that's really the only downside I see to it. So, Another downside I see to it, I think it is a great idea. Like It would prevent certain situations, but even like the positive cheering or the positive comments that you sometimes hear when you're up to bat or those kind of things you wouldn't hear. And so that could play a negative side in how their performance. Okay. This last question is from Luke, and then I'll chime in my, my two cents. And I think this is the most important question we have, and it's fitting that it comes from Luke. Okay. What does this mean for the after-game snacks? <laughs> you run mom and dad out. Who gets, who's bringing the orange slices? Who's bringing the Kool-Aid? Well, just proves mean, our points. Little League needs the <laughs> little league needs to step it up. It, <laughs> little it league would, organization. It would come from strangers at that point, and kids are told not to take things from strangers. So they wouldn't even get snacks at that point. No one else is going to get it together, but play? the parents. Exactly. Yeah, then what's the point of playing if you don't oh, get Oh, wait a minute, though. I, if what's the point of playing? Oh, for snacks. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read this little tweet right here at Coach Casey 13U. Casey Smith, Coach Casey Smith, fought a dad in the Culver's parking lot today after his son blew a four-run lead in our first fall game. If I'm gonna, re, I'm gonna make it a little nicer. It makes me mad when parents teach kids it's okay to be average. Ice cream is for winners. Mark, hashtag be elite. That guy's a little extreme. <laughs> that, that's going to feed into our topic for next week. We'll talk about it here in a minute. Here's my two cents on this topic. Absolutely, parents belong in Little League. That's their kids. They believe they should be coaching. Coaching and working with their kids, letting their kids know they're invested in them. But if you're going to have comments, you have them in the privacy after the game. You make them respectful you recognize those officials that are calling the games oftentimes are high school and college age students who are still learning the craft. And if you want to have good officials when you get into high school and into college and into pros, this is their development time too. They have no vendetta against your children. Sometimes they just miss a call. So we need to teach each other to be and hold one another to be more accountable, more respectful, more accommodating, more gracious, as all of us are going through this journey together. The one time that I'm going to get upset and come after you is if you talk about and talk to my kid. Then all bets are off. All right, that was a great discussion this week, one that I'm sure that's going to be continuing for generations to come. That's our time for today. Join us next week when we'll be discussing another hot topic, Should Everyone Get a Trophy? Thanks to our panelists today, and thank you for listening to Sports Talk, only on UCM, The Beat. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled, and we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM with campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.